Welcome to the Unlabeling Effect, where three distinctive women daringly dive into some taboos with the intention to normalize the uncomfortable yet vital conversations. We are ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery with comrades like you. Let's commence on this week's episode. What makes people charismatic? We've all met someone in our lives that is so charming. The way the person talks, laughs, or tells stories. We're almost supernaturally drawn to them. And only a few of us can quantify in an instant what makes charismatic people so magnetic. John Antonakis, a professor of organizational behavior at the University of Lausanne in Switzerland, notes that in every interaction with others, we're making constant micro decisions about whether the person demanding our attention is deserving of it. And charisma is merely information signaling. Today, we will dig deep on the topic of charisma and the possible ways to hone it as if it's a skill that we can learn and build. I'm your host, Vivian, and today with me are Mel and Rita. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Hi, Mel. How are you? The recent uh, positive COVID patient. (laughs) How are you feeling today? I'm okay. I'm not feeling too bad, to be honest. That's a sexy voice. Maybe the sexy voice is one of the elements of being charismatic, is like your tone (laughs) and how you talk. Let's hear your definition of a person being charismatic to you guys. Let's start with Rita. To me, a charismatic person is the person who could catch my attention and also make me drawn into what they're trying to say. It doesn't necessarily have to be at first sight, but I usually find people charismatic when they are presenting their ideas or telling people about the topics that they're really passionate about. Mm, So it's more intellectual. Mm. Interesting, because for me, I would focus more on certain qualities that those people have. My top two qualities would be authentic in being themselves. Mm -hmm. And the second one would be having great leadership style. I would particularly respect and drawn to people who are very powerful, but yet with a sense of humor and also with empathy in whatever they do. In my mind, like Barack Obama is a great one. Mm. Oh, he came to my mind too when I was thinking. Yeah, like even though he had a really high pressured job being the president of the United States, he still always demonstrated um, being able to add some sort of fun to for example in the press or you know he would always attend the Ellen show like things like Mm. that it's just a great touch to um his leadership style Mm. it actually touches um one of the elements that I want to talk about in the topic of being charismatic so the definition that I researched and which I'm going to use for this episode as an anchor is that charisma is the special quality some people possess that allows them to relate to and inspire others on a deep emotional level. So it's very interesting to see that for Rita, that's the inspiring element, right? So when someone is intellectual, they give a lot of information to her. She feels inspired and that's why it hit her 
her um, definition of being charismatic. Whereas um, for Melody, um, a person has to be a bit funny and kind of way have a very strong presence in what they do. And they kind of manifest in a way where it it connects with her. You can see Mel smiling when she talks about Barack Obama um, attending the Allen show. So this actually um, forms our definition um, towards our discussion here. When I was visualizing a person, I would quite like people who are first being very assertive and precise in their professional side, but I would find them even more charismatic if they also have fun side and also know how to let their hair down during leisure time. They don't have to always you know, talk about big things, being very forward all the time. I think that creates a bit of distance as well. As a friend, Mm -hmm. I would love to see someone like thrives in professional world. But when we're having a drink, they could like, you know, have fun and also have those kind of um, just a casual talk. Perhaps the charismatic people that we find attractive are the ones that would bring a certain joy Mm. And also, I feel like I find people extra charismatic when they align with the core value that I hold. Like when I was thinking about an example, like um, a public figure that is very charismatic to me is Elon Musk. Not just because of his smartness in business development and his diligence in developing what he believed in, and also the kindness that he holds. For example, injustice in society, maybe the Ukraine war, he stands by what he believes in and he gave the aid that is within his capacity. And that gesture of him really makes him more charismatic to me. I knew you guys would have used Elon Musk. I knew it. Mel, you have to bite your tongue because I (laughs) was about to say, I don't find Elon Musk charismatic. I admire him. Like how he talks in interviews, all the media like representation of him. He didn't connect with me in a level that I feel aligned with, if that makes sense. His tone is very flat. Mm. Um, He talks extremely slow. He doesn't really look at people, I feel. Like my interpretation is very different from Rita's, which is amazing. Um, But yeah, but I guess like both of you would guess definitely who I'm going to use. Okay, Rita's waving so hard, her arms are going to fall off. You can say it, Rita. It's Simon Sinek. But circle back to what I have to say, I think that's really um, stress on the point that whether a person is charismatic really speaks to our value and what mm. we look into a person. Because whenever Elon Musk like is so giving during crisis, just speaks to me. For example, the Thailand cave rescue to this Ukraine war, his response is really swift in helping people that really overweights all the unpresentable side of him. I knew like he's like pretty bad in communication, especially in interviews. <laughs> But also perhaps that's his way of being authentic. And I feel like everyone could be very charismatic whenever they talk about something that they're really into. It could be something like their subject, train or buses. And I could see the spark in people's eyes. That sparks a moment that I feel that that person is very charismatic. So we're going to how we feel. It's about like the emotion side of things, right? So how we can make other people feel the way that we did. I do think verbal skills are something that definitely we could work on. For example, mm-hmm. um, there's a tendency that introvert are... Uh, using less words to express what they think. Sometimes, you know, it's very hard for people to keep on digging 
into your mind. Not only generalizing introverts, but people who don't tend to share their ideas are basically blocking opportunities for people to know the charismatic side of yourself, how you could present your ideas, or how you basically open avenues for people to know more about you are、uh, the skills that people could probably train up. Just not let people always take the initiative to know about you. I think it's also、mm. grasping the chance to let people know you. You should be the active actor in that. That is the first step of、mm. opening the opportunity for people to be able to see you as who you are. For me, being charismatic, it starts with your presence, like how you enter a room, whether you know you're late and then you're running and you're sweating, or Even though you're super late, still come in in a very calm manner, and then you look around the room first, and then you decide where to go, which one to talk to,、uh, make yourself comfortable. When crises happen, for example, if a waitress spilled something or someone got a heart attack,、uh, how that person stay calm? I think that is also very charismatic to me. One more thing is their presence. When I'm talking, how much attention am I giving to that person? I want him or her to feel that I am very interested in knowing. Their story. I want to make them feel that this two minutes is dedicated to you. In return, I would feel amazing. To a certain extent, it's about how that person makes you feel. Right? Again, I think you mentioned this before. Especially if that person makes you feel welcomed. I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as like a super spiritual person, but I feel like I do lean towards like being. Semi-spiritual, and it's important for me to get a good kind of energy from someone. Like you know, it's like an aura of one person. Using fifth example, like if someone walks into the room, I could kind of sense if that person has a good energy or not. I guess it is also to do with their presence. I like that all three of us are actually talking about the same thing, but in different words. Um, so Rita is talking about the communication skill. I talk about how they carry themselves, and then Mel is like their energy, right? So that all surround、uh, presence. And another important element is also power. I kind of have a feeling in my career. More and more often, which is imposter syndrome, when you're given more responsibility, like as you get older, of course you're gonna have more duties and you have to start managing like more people, and that's when the voice of imposter syndrome will come to you. It's really important, I think, to. Um, remove that self doubt of yours、um, to be able to be charismatic. I resonate with that point. Under the umbrella of、um, using their own power, to me, it's about daring and how much they care about things. They take control of、um, what they want to say. How daring are they to voice something up? I could totally resonate with what you girls just mentioned. In my workplace now. Imposter syndrome is such a prevailing thing in candidates, especially PhD candidates. For the word power, it's very unique. We know that we have the power because the research project is ours, but then you also have a hierarchy relationship with your supervisors. So their advice should remains as advice, and you should be the one who do the final call. But then, because of the authority playing a role there. You might lose the power, or even you know lose your voice during the process of the supervision. You might 
tend to give way or just cave into whatever they said. But how you could gain back that control and tell them that, no, I think I want to do it this way. And that maybe make us more charismatic because we know that this is our boundary or what we really want to do. But I think I'm struggling on this a bit right now because I had two supervisory meetings so far. I got two polarized comments. First one, I got like really negative ones. I even cried because of that. The second one, I got really positive and it made my day. But you know, if I have the power and control myself, I shouldn't make those advice as if it would just shake the core power that I should hold. It touches the third element that I want to bring up in this discussion is the warmth. When we talk about presenting or holding our power, removing self-doubts and a criticism and all that, it doesn't mean that power is presented in a way where it offends people or make people feel stupid. Maybe they make you feel in a way that you're lost or they make you shake your self-worth. Of course, like it's part of maybe your insecurities. Of course, of course. At the same time, I think the giver, as we touched on in previous seasons, like how we give criticism is... We have to make sure there's warmth in our words. And that's something that I'm also learning. When you give constructive feedback, it's very important to craft the words in a way where it's receivable to make sure that person's channel is aligned with your channel because your ultimate goal is for them to understand what you're trying to say. And I think a lot of people have that power element pumped up and no warmth. And that makes them very uncharismatic, if that's a word. Something to add as well is that I feel like someone's uh, charm or like their charisma changes depending on which side of that person you've seen. So potentially we might have seen public speaker being so well-spoken at certain occasions and then perhaps at other occasions they might not act in a way that we might think, oh, that aligns with what I previously thought that person was. Charisma has like a deeper level to just seeing or observing or meeting that person once or twice. I do think being charismatic at the same time, you have to be authentic, but it's just that you wouldn't be charismatic to everyone because basically everyone attracts different kinds of audience. You could improve yourself in all the ways to present your authentic self to your target audience instead of trying to be someone that you think could be charismatic, but it's not yourself. Exactly. And I think being authentic means you're in full acceptance of who you are. That shouldn't have much conflict with how your charisma is, you know? What if that person, we take away, let's use Barack Obama as an example, and we take away his achievement as the president of the United States. Let's just look at how he communicates. Potentially his tone of voice or the way he speaks um, contains a sense of hope. Some people might not appreciate the way he communicates because in the political world, people might say that, oh, maybe he's giving um, false hope. If we're just focusing on how he presented um, himself in, in front of the media, or at least the Barack Obama that we saw on television, his tone of voice or the way he communicated to the media resonate with us. And that's why mm. we... Yeah, I think it circled back to everyone's has a very unique 
target group that you couldn't be charismatic to everyone. So like for Barack Obama, maybe he's like very assertive, but at the same time have some warmth. Some people could think that he's pretty soft in politics. That's why um, Trump was elected for the next round. Yeah, definitely some people might not get the charismatic side of Barack Obama, regardless of might maybe he could have a team to shape his public uh, image. Small stuff like he kind of being pretty gentleman and protective of Michelle Obama or how he interacts with his daughter. So all these kind of make him feel like he's not just good in his profession, but also he's like maintaining his family relations. At the same time, he doesn't have much scandals, you know, during his presidency. So all these add up to his charisma to audience like us. So are we saying that charisma is not something that we should aim to learn as a skill? Instead, we should focus on being our authentic self and we will attract the group that we will attract. That's how I see it. Yeah. Mm. Because I know that sometimes Vip would say something like, you have to fake it till you make it kind of uh, mindset, right? So you do have some area in life of yours that you do believe in that. And that's why you might have a different perspective on this. Yeah, because it's like our confidence episode. I really think that everything is a skill. I guess um, I'm a bit confused now that... So Mel is saying that charisma is inborn then if it's something authentic i disagree on this maybe i'll clarify a bit if you feel someone is charismatic it is the emotion of the receiver it is not the presenter right so the presenter has to be the best self or being authentic to show others what he or she could bring to the table and that audience if they resonate they will find him or her charismatic but there's like no skills to make you charismatic because feeling that you're charismatic is the receiver side. At the point of us as a presenter or us as a as a focal point, we, we couldn't do anything to make people feel that we're charismatic. Being authentic, there's so many characters or actions or behaviors that that person um, act out. Those could change. Just an example. Barack Obama might not be a family guy uh, or how he presented himself um, on screen 20 years ago. And obviously he might have changed. Hence, the person that we see now is more attractive versus, say, 20 years ago of him. And it doesn't mean that he wasn't authentic then. It's just that he also is um, evolving. I'm just trying to find a universal language of charisma because it's too easy. I want more than this out of this um, discussion. If a person like, oh, I want to be charismatic in a meeting room or I want to be charismatic in a party setting, how can I do that? Well, to answer this question, I would say be able to read your audience and say what they want to hear. (laughs) That would be the most straightforward answer. Yeah, that's establishing your presence as well. If you are a person who couldn't do that, maybe like Elon Musk, make sure your achievement is (laughs) so great that everyone knows even you couldn't talk properly, people still know (laughs) that you have something in there. It is very interesting to see like where's the line between being authentic and make people feel that warmth, power and presence. It's like being an extrovert or an introvert, right? For example, if you're not presenting that day and you're just an attendee, 
of a particular topic that you're not familiar with. However, the questions that you ask, the way you listen, the way you respond to that person's presentation or how you interact with other people around you, I think that is also a way of being charismatic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For yeah. example, using the three elements of being present, you like you weren't using your phone, you were really focused in the presentation. And for the power, mm. you are not intimidated by the fact that it wasn't your field of interest. You are like brave enough to raise the questions and warmth. Your criticism was delivered in a way that is very caring. Lighthearted. Um, exactly. So mm -hmm. definitely you could be charismatic as an audience, I think. But then, as I said, like not everyone will feel the same level of charismatic that you give off. So if you meet yourself, you will think that you are charismatic, right? I will feel occasionally. Sometimes I don't <laughs> feel that. Sometimes I'm just out of sort. <laughs> what are those moments where you don't think you're charismatic? Whenever I I was being unconfident, when I panic or when I show that I was wobbling here and there because someone was raising a question, I gave my power away to people and that makes me less charismatic to myself if I have mm. to do that myself, yeah. Mm. I, I like that description. I'm actually on a journey of learning how to accept at certain occasions when I feel like I gave my power away because the warmth element is actually a lot harder than you think to be able to achieve that. Take a work um, environment as an example. When you're under really high pressure, sometimes when you communicate, you might have lacked the warmth part a little bit. You might mm -hmm. be more straightforward. You might be more demanding. And those are characters or moments that I witness myself letting go of my power and prioritize the short moment of getting things done. I can see opportunities or moments that charisma could have been enhanced. Our end goal is not about being charismatic. It's just being assertive. Like how can we give that power back to ourselves? How can we be warm to ourselves? How can we be present with ourselves? And then if we can do that for ourselves, other people will feel it too. That's all for today's episode of What Makes People Charismatic? Join us again next time when we talk about the three types of people we will meet in our lives. Thank you for tuning in and let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Unlabeling Effect. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes and give us a rating. Until then, dare to feel, dare to be real. Our end goal is not about being charismatic. It's just being assertive. Like, how can we give that power back to ourselves? How can we be warm to ourselves? How can we be present with ourselves? And then if we can do that for ourselves, 
other people will feel it too. I'm actually on a journey of learning how to accept at certain occasions when I feel like I gave my power away because the warmth element is actually a lot harder than you think to be able to achieve that. Take a work um, environment as an example. When you're under really high pressure, sometimes when you communicate, you might have lacked the warmth part a little bit. You might Mm -hmm. be more straightforward. You might be more demanding. And those are characters or moments that I witness myself letting go of my power and prioritize the short moment of getting things done. I do think being charismatic at the same time, you have to be authentic, but it's just that you wouldn't be charismatic to everyone because basically everyone attracts different kinds of audience. You could improve yourself in all the ways to present your authentic self to your target audience instead of trying to be someone that you think could be charismatic, but it's not yourself. Exactly. And I think being authentic means you're in full acceptance of who you are. 